everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 17th episode of Riverdale Season 6, American Psychos. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I'm joined after a long wait, long for us at least, by my co-host, Kirsten McInnes. Kirsten, where you been for the last two weeks? Mary, I've been making content and working at my full-time job. I feel like it's been, on my end, a lot of listening to your content because I've been pretty oh, much Lord. exclusively listening to Mess Magnets as I Aww. have been unpacking. So um, that's been really nice. I've well, been, you're I've so really well-informed. It's like we've been hanging out for you, but not for me. Right. I know. I know. I feel I feel really, really bad for the situation that I've put us, but mostly no, you it's fine. Like I feel bad that I couldn't find a guest to record this a week ago, so you didn't have to worry about it. No, I really it's tried. Good. It's all good because in the back of my mind, I kept thinking like, yes, but but really, shouldn't I be there? It is my podcast. It makes more sense. So oh it's all good. Lord, we're we're doing great, everyone. This is great. Look, here's the thing: Riverdale has inexplicably moved to every other week content schedule anyway, which gives us, in my mind, a little more leeway. Plus, uh, this is supposed to be the fun outlet. So we're gonna make it fun by doing it whenever we feel like it. Well, I think they moved to bi-weekly just to screw you and I over so that it would overlap with as much of Big Brother as possible. I'm so annoyed. I'm a little annoyed with that too, um, but at least, at least it can't last forever. Whereas Big Brother could last forever. They've it, already look. They've already put a cancellation deadline. So we've yeah, got but it. if season six never ends, then season seven can't be the last season. Well, based on this episode, I feel like we've got a little bit of potential ending content here. At least some things m- maybe mm. have wrapped up. I don't know. Okay, look. I know every time I say that, it's like Mary, don't get excited. We're gonna be trapped with this forever. But. In order to not trap us forever in this podcast, at least, let's let's jump into it. Let's yes. jump into uh, this plot, which went a couple different directions. Um, is Sharon there a is, voiceover? Is no, what? there was no voiceover. And look, I understand that you watched this probably like two weeks ago. So. It's been fully two weeks. I do yeah. not remember watching it's, this episode. Well, considering it was at least two weeks, if not three weeks, uh, from when I had watched the previous episode before this one, I was like really lost going into this episode of where we were. When Heather popped up, I was like, wow, okay, completely forgot you existed. So that's wow. That's where How my could you forget Heather? Yeah, um, just a lot of gems coming from Heather. So basically, to recap where we were at last time, Heather's in town, Cheryl's into it, they're witches, doing witching stuff. Um, Pickens is trying to build a ghost train, he made Jughead hear voices in his head, Jughead locked himself in a bunker. The update on that is, he's still in a bunker. He's still um, in a bunker, and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. But he is clearly hearing voices uh, from River Vale, so there is that, um, which I, I do think is mildly interesting. I'd say that probably the most interesting point of all of season six so far has been the tie-ins, I don't know, echoes I of guess. River Vale. I don't uh, know. I'm, my favorite parts are when the episode ends and the stupid, like, da-na-na-na, like the music that doesn't make any sense with Riverdale anymore plays. Why do you think it doesn't make any sense with Riverdale? I mean, I don't think it ever did. I think it's like a weirdly uplifting end credits uh, compared to the subject matter. I guess that's true. I guess that's true, yeah. Um I think there were some things I did like about this episode, though, which were mostly the main plot. We'll talk about it. Anyway. I will say this is probably the best question mark musical episode they've had. I didn't like it, but I was like, yeah, okay, well, fine. I thought I thought you would say that because I would say with the exception of one song, all of the songs were intentional. Like they were just performances. Yeah. And I I do think that's it. Um, and one of them you could even say potentially was kind of that way. And then um, the other thing is, uh, I feel like the, the the singing quality was a little better in this one. There weren't any moments where I was like, wow, this is hard. Well, because they to. mostly let Kevin do the singing, exactly. which is what they should be doing. Exactly. Um, so I think that's refreshing to hear. And I, I think that uh, I was thinking the whole time I was watching, I was like, okay, at least at least this one's a little better than the normal. Like it, that's not saying stuff. a lot is the no, thing. But like it not. is definitely the best one they've had so far. Yeah. Um, and uh, now 
Now, do you know much about Psycho? The wait, hold on. American, American Psycho, Psycho, the musical. Is that about Psycho or is that about something else? It's a because okay, there's also confirm. a movie called American Psycho. Yeah, so, it's 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 the movie American Psycho, but a oh, musical. it's a musical about that. Yeah. Okay. Wait, which um, is is American Psycho about the same character? Yes, it's Psycho? about it's about. I don't think it's about Psycho, okay. but it's about Patrick Bateman, who is like an investment banker who is also a murderer, and he oh, like that's why it's confusing because Bateman, not Bates, isn't the one from I, Psycho. Something I, I, like that. Um, Hold on. I haven't seen... Oh, Psycho is Norman Bates, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's why I got confused, because I was mixing up Bateman with Bates. I'm sure there was a reason when they made American Psycho that they... Uh, I guess we could do that up top. American Psycho, 2000, satirical horror film, and then apparently mu- musical later on, starring Christian Bale. So there's that. And the musical did not do well, and I think was not good. Um, I'm pretty sure Sam Moore saw it. Um but, saw it like live yeah well he was in new york going to like everything but i think nobody really liked it interesting that the um wikipedia page for american psycho does not reference the musical at all i don't think it lasted long let's see the musical called american psycho um which is based off of american psycho the novel but that's also patrick bateman just weird that they don't reference each other in this thing yeah but but also the um book for american psycho the musical was written by the creator of riverdale really like the for the show the like not like a novel but like the book right right the the show yeah yeah the book for the show wow okay yeah I'm actually surprised that it took this long for them yeah. to do it. Since you know, tr- oh, I just seeing that book, Roberto. Wow, interesting. Okay, well, I guess this all ties together. The musical though came out in it looks like 2013, so relatively new. Um, well, and like it's come and gone. Like it's you can't go see it anymore. Right. Is so I kind of asked and then talked over it. What have you experienced any of the American Psycho content or Psycho content? Well, um, I feel like Psycho. Everyone knows about the scene with the shower curtain. Yes. yes. Um, and then the movie American Psycho. I have not actually seen, but I just feel like a full knowledge of the plot just like comes to you from osmosis just by like being in society like it's a it's like cult classic movie that like pretty much everyone has seen there you go yeah basically okay that makes sense um so there's there's one musical number in the episode of riverdale that i do not believe (laughs) i'm looking through the list is an american psycho song which is the like uh labor union march song that archie and the other people sing yeah i don't believe that there was any labor union marches in um american psycho i couldn't find it um the song bread and roses which is uh what archie and tabitha and tony sing um that's a real thing and it was basically how they used it. actually it was used a lot in women's suffrage as well and women trade unions in particular. Um, so, oh, so they co-opted it for men. Cool. Well, I'm trying to figure out if it was... Okay, because there was like a poem, and then I'm trying to see when it came into a song. All right, the poem was set to music several times, earliest version in 1917. Yeah, River Forest Women's Club, where she was the chorus director. Uh, the song was being extensively used by women by the 1930s while they fed and supported the strikers on the picket line. So I guess it's like women singing it about strikers on picket line. So it's all relevant, I guess. Um, and then some college, women's colleges use it huh. as well. Interesting. All right. Well, that's that. Um, while we're talking about all the references here, I also wanted to bring up the fact that I did think it was odd that they mentioned the author of the novel, American Psycho, uh, Brett Easton Ellis, just because it's weird to mention that in a world where Brett Weston Wallace also exists. Oh, wow. So Brett was definitely named after the Yeah, we, the we, writer, did, hey? we did figure that out. Yeah, we figured that out a while ago. Um, did it took well, us- I don't remember remember that it took us a couple a couple minutes to, or a couple episodes to figure that out wow i'm scrolling down on the brett weston wallace page and it's a lot of fan compilations of betty and brett <laughs> yeah because <laughs> honestly betty and brett supremacy i still ship it i hope he comes back from the dead and i think based on this episode what i've determined is betty can just have chemistry with basically anyone if she wants to mm. You weren't buying the Betty Betty Drake? 
stuff? I mean, I guess, kind of. Uh, I don't think she has chemistry with Archie at all, but okay. Yeah, maybe not as much Archie. Archie, I think, would be the least person that she's had chemistry with, but that's fine. We know where my loyalties lie. Um, so ghost train stuff's still happening. Basically, the update we got here was... Uh, we're all connecting back to Rivervale and Bailey's Comet, which apparently is a thing, and it's, it's coming, coming in a month. And so, um, yeah, Pickens is like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do the do the do the ghost train thing. Got to get it done in a month. Otherwise, we have to wait sixty five more years." And Frank is like, "Just mind control everyone." So I guess Frank's just on board. He knows about the mind control. He's totally down with it. Um, but the uh, the union striker people who are working for. Um, Pickens are on strike and the union is uh, supporting them and giving them money and in the meantime uh, they're getting to eat at Pops for free but Pickens comes in mind controls them all and they return to work but his nose starts bleeding so implied Uh, that like maybe that was a little bit difficult for him I guess maybe there's something to do with his powers and I don't listen I don't even know but all I have to say is based on the next episode that made no sense okay good to know they did this thing between this episode and the next episode where they just like pretended stuff didn't happen but like from last like to the next week okay well that's annoying but i guess the you know we're playing fast and loose with the release schedule they're playing fast and loose with all of everything yeah they're like okay we're a bi-weekly show now so look if you're a bi-weekly show it gives more time for the audience to forget what they've seen and to just go with whatever's happening oh yeah you're right it was probably intentional Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just, let's do it that way. Um, of course, everyone's just going to watch it on Netflix. That's where people watch things anyway, so, oh well. In um, Canada, we watch it on Netflix every week. People with VPNs. It, it uh, now, now Netflix works on VPNs again. It stopped for a little uh, while. So. It depends on the VPN you have. Yeah. So... I don't understand, and I'm going to continue to say this until they figure it out, I don't understand why Archie and everybody else have not just informed everyone like, hey, Pickens can mind control, here's how you prevent the mind controlling. Because it seems like every episode he mind controls someone and they're like, yeah, we should really tell them about that tether thing. And then they don't I get around like to it. I feel like people aren't going to believe that he can mind control. Yeah, but like... Like if someone came to me and was like, hey, just so you know, this person's going to mind co- try to mind control you and you need a tether, I'd be like, ha okay, grandma, let's get you back to the home. <laughs> I guess it begs the question, though, of like, clearly all of the families of the workers believe it because they all came to help sing the song and like just stand there. So clearly Archie went around to them being like, yeah, your your family members are under mind control and they're um working the work. I was gonna say working the mines, whatever, working the railroad again. Um, but yeah, they go sing the song and uh, it breaks the spell. They all leave the job site. And by the end of the episode, Pickens is like, we're going to go all biblical on their asses. Yeah. And so that's where we're at. And I actually, assume... and I lied. I forgot that the song broke the mind control. So does the next episode make sense now? It makes more sense now. Because I was like, <laughs> okay. why? I was like, why are they on strike again? He controlled <laughs> them and sent them back to work. Okay, there you go. Um, Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that, that happened. They did. It was like kind of at the end of the episode. So it's, it's. It's fine. Um, It's been two weeks. Yeah. So another thing from the previous episode that I had forgotten was that Fangs and Tony like are are getting married. Well, yeah, it will strengthen their application. Yeah, and I think that there's a a main flaw in this plot line, but I mean, what do you think the main flaw is? Well, the flaw is just in Cheryl's understanding. Like Cheryl doesn't understand that the main reason they're getting married is because of Baby Anthony. It's not. Well, yeah, but they can't. They can't let people know that, or else it could implicate, like, ruin their lawsuit. Oh, it's yeah, like, for sure. And also, Fangs doesn't know that it's only for baby Anthony. Only Tony knows. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's fair. I just think it's interesting that, like, I mean, I, I guess it, it makes sense, but, like, that's why. The- I mean, Cheryl and Tony haven't been together in seven years. Yeah, kind of amazing that, that Cheryl's still a little hung up on this, but. Um, I yeah, I think the thing is like when they when Cheryl and Kevin try to cast the curse to break up Fangs and Tony, like it, it definitely makes sense then why it would be actually just targeting baby Anthony. And I guess Cheryl feels bad about that, so 
Spoilers, she, that's what happens. Yeah, she didn't she didn't know. Yeah. So Tony informs Cheryl she's marrying Fangs, and Cheryl's like, Well, it's fine, here's my new friend Heather. And Tony's like, Ah, Heather, the one from the thing at the time. Which I did appreciate the callback to because that is like the scene where Cheryl and Tony became friends was because Cheryl informed Tony about like the situation with Heather and then they went and watched Love Simon. You made that up. Nope, that Stop happened. lying to me. This Stop is, lying to me. <laughs> that has never happened. Evidence season two. Uh, it was a thing. The, and that was, it was right around that time when everyone was like, Cheryl and Tony are going to get together. And then the other half of the internet was like, it's never going to happen. And then it happened. So there we go. Um, but Tony's like, well, it's fine. Come to my bachelorette party and uh, we're going to have a dance party at the serial killer convention. And then um, Heather is like very, I was going to say very intuitive, but honestly, Cheryl was being pretty obvious. She's like, so do you want to talk about your feelings about that situation? And Cheryl's like, no, Heather, geez, I'm fine. And then storms off. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about a bachelorette party at a serial killer convention? I really thought there were going to be more deaths in this episode. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, I mean, like, serial co- killer conventions are, like, a huge thing now. Um, okay, like, wait, so they call them real? Tr- well, not this one, but, like, Crime Con is a thing. And, like, there's tons of conventions for true crime fans. Uh, and I I don't think – even as someone who's, like, pretty interested in true crime, I don't think I would go to one because I feel like they, like, really glorify things in a weird way, which they got into in this episode, like – I don't think people are actually going to these events with, like, a knife to get autographed kind of thing. But, like, it is it is real. Um, and the uh, probably, like, the largest news about one right now is that um, a pretty big personality in the true crime world has been accused of a lot of sexual misconduct lately. At conventions? I think some of it is tied to conventions. I will say it seems like from my knowledge, my, my, I will say my limited knowledge of different types of fandom conventions that the like people who are like not big time celebrities, but are celebrities only within those fandoms, I'll say those people tend to, it seems like take advantage of their fans, particularly young fans and uh, conventions are at hotels a lot of times. And mm-hmm. therefore there's a lot of gr- not great stuff that happens. Yeah. I, and I, I think that that's very accurate. Yeah, I think it's the combination of being at a place with fans, the power dynamic, and then people who are like basically only famous in that setting take advantage of it. Yes, which I I truly cannot imagine um, because like, I don't know if you know this, but in like one room in the world, I might be considered famous. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And it makes me like uncomfortable. So I can't Mm -hmm. imagine being like, oh, yes, let me exert power. But I guess that that's just like my personality. I think that's because... You, along with all the other podcasters that I've met at said one room, um, are, you know, good, decent people. <laughs> Just like normal people living our lives who, like, yeah. don't – like, I think for people who really take advantage of that sort of power, because, like, l- let's face it, it's really a super, super limited power in, like, a very, very select location – Uh, I feel like most people are, like, weirded out by it, and it's only the people who, like, really want to be actually famous that are like, ooh, let me see what I can get away with. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I just, yeah, I was having a hard time not thinking of my own experiences in, like, the two times in my life where someone's ever been like, hey, are you married? And I'm like, ah. so weird to have any more conversation more than just like yes I am yeah I'm so grateful that I don't get recognized ever um well it's not like I mean I think it's perfectly fine yeah if someone wants to to say hi say hi that's fine like I'm cool with it but it's also like as long as we all understand we don't actually know each other then it's well yeah it's all good exactly exactly well and especially to like there's another layer to that as like being like a woman and being like a physically small woman in your case like you don't want to be around a stranger. Right. Well, and, and I've been lucky that both times it was in public with lots of people around and everything was fine. But, you know, and, and they seem like perfectly nice people. Like, again, I don't want to cast aspersions on the, the people I've met. That's not the, the thing at all. But it's more like, and I, and I, you know, to be fair, I have been the person on the other end of that who has gone to conventions or gone to things and saw people who in almost any other room nobody would know or recognize. But I was like, wow, I'm your biggest fan. Um, I, except I was way too 
too timid to say that, but I was like, hey, can I have your autograph? But you know, like on a poster, like a normal person. Oh, not like on your boobs? I, I meant like not like on a knife, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. Oh, uh, yeah, um, the knife thing is so, it's super weird. But yeah, anyways, true crime cons, super real. There's a few big ones. Uh, and a lot of them now end up having like live podcasts. Oh, well, there's them. a lot of true crime, crime podcasts, right? Yeah, there are. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll get right back to that in a second. Just to wrap up the other plot line, um, we have a whole lot of like very, very obvious tie-ins with Rivervale with uh, Cheryl and Kevin curse Tony and Fangs, which curses baby Anthony. He gets all colicky, keeping Tony up all night. And Tony- and Cheryl's like, oh, shoot, this didn't drive the wedge in the way I wanted to. And I don't want to hurt the baby. Feather gives baby Anthony some sort of like tonic. But then like, I think it was kind of like, eh, he just drank some water. And yeah, I, I think she just did like the counter curse uh, to be like, OK, yeah, heal, heal the baby. We, we messed up. Yeah. And then um, Heather and Cheryl have a more open conversation where Cheryl's like, I like you, but I'm afraid of getting hurt. And Heather's like, why don't we just have fun? And then they go to the bachelorette party, sing a song about fish and fashion designers. I think it's from the American Psycho musical i'm going to assume it's called you are what you wear i did look it up it took forever to find and then um yeah and then they uh i I live happily ever after yeah they they have oh that was a little creepy cheryl shows heather a painting of them as kids don't know when cheryl had time to do this i just have been assuming that heather was around 100 percent of the time but i guess heather hasn't like moved in cheryl could have painted that like years ago oh because she's like dwelling you know Mm -hmm. um i gotta say my main thing about all this was just in the scene where they're singing the song with all the with all the gals um they they were wearing some outfits that were supposedly donated by katie keen from Lacey's. uh they all looked fine ish i guess but i just feel like for the amount that they were dressed up they should have done something different with heather's hair it was just sort of down in the way that it always is like at least like give her an updo give her a different look i mean they don't know what to do with her i still just something about her look really throws you me know off. it's not right it, like after seeing what that woman actually looks like i'm like why did they do her like this i don't know they it, it's like, or maybe they just like tell her to like tilt her head down when she talks. So it like, I don't know. She just looks. Oh, oh don't do that, like, Mary. That's, that's creepy. What, well, that's what it looks like. That's what Heather looks like. Fine. That's fine. Also, okay. Anyway, SlaughterCon. So does SlaughterCon count as a close but no cigar to like CrimeCon? Or is that just kind um, of not really a. Maybe. Um, may, what, true crime conventions. Maybe there's one that sounds more like, because there's CrimeCon. Uh, crime, crime cruise. Oh, that sounds even worse. Killer Nashville. Um, Jesus, why does this website look so stupid? There's one called True Crime Podcast Festival. Murder Con. I think it's a close but no cigar for Slaughter Con. Is murder like Murder Con is the close but no cigar? Yeah, I'm looking at this. Murder Con is an event started in 2019, which focuses on discussing police investigations and procedures for writers. They offer lessons intended for police officers to esteemed writers for future exposure and to invigorate valuable discussion. Nice. This is creepy as hell. I'm sorry. Like, I like true crime. I know. I don't really want to watch this. I found a clip from an episode of Dexter where it says serial killer convention, but I can't tell if that was just like a funny line he said or if they actually go to a serial killer. Honestly, I really don't want this search on my on my searches, so I'm just going to close it because, yeah, I feel like it would creep me out. I don't even listen to true crime stuff. Uh, SlaughterCon, though, I felt like, and maybe you had a different opinion, but I felt like I was really impressed with all the detail they put into this scene, like, in the, into this plot line with all the, like, they had, like, a, they had, like, merch they were selling that was all pretty cool. And, like, there were a lot of Easter eggs of, like, t-shirts and stuff that the can, people who were at the convention were wearing that were, were, like, throwbacks to, like, the creepy stuff in Riverdale. I thought it was kind of Yeah, cool. like, if they're, if they're gonna do this, then sure, go all out. Um, like, there was a woman wearing a black dog a t-shirt that was pretty funny um they had like all of these big posters and stuff like you would see in a museum of like the black hood and like clippings of newspapers and stuff i don't know i thought it like looked really cool and it was i mean it was definitely something that could not have been done overnight as was implied by veronica but okay I don't really know how much time has passed. Yeah, I mean, they would have had to have weeks to sell tickets, right? <laughs> yeah, so, you would think, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It definitely didn't happen overnight. I think the problem is that 
I've been feeling like everything's been going quickly because it seems like Archie and Tabitha are like so rushed with the whole like gotta save Pops thing because it seems like so imminent. But I think the truth is just when Pickens is like, we're building the railroad and we're doing the ghost train thing. Like, yeah, now we've got a month, but I guess we had several months yeah, before. It's, I think it's been several months, but I feel like they're not doing a good job of distinguishing how much time has passed between the episodes. Yeah, for sure. And or even over the course of an episode. Right, exactly. Like, I think this one took place over the course of like three, two or three days. Hard to tell. Yeah. Um, so Betty and Archie, Veronica, Agent Drake, and Charles, who I was not expecting to still be around, but he was there. Uh, well, he, he's been healed. Yeah, he's been healed. But <laughs> and also is apparently free. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he's not back I guess in jail. The, I guess the jail was like, we're releasing him to you for his end of life care because he's going to die. And then like, isn't checking up on him. So they think he's at the house in bed, but they've healed him. You would Question think, mark? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but you would I think, think they would check. Were, yeah, well, not just that, but you would think maybe if you were in like a, you know, I'm sure some sort of high security prison, if you were let out for end of life care, you probably still would have like a parole officer or an ankle bracelet or something. You'd think, but I think in Riverdale, they just said, peace be with you, my son, while you pass into the other side. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So he's like, I, there. there's a lot of continuity stuff that I feel like doesn't really make sense but he's like um we love our fans we're not gonna kill our fans <laughs> like like yeah don't trust what I'm saying I'm a serial killer like oh, I don't yeah know. um I think that some serial killers probably would kill their fans I, I think it really depends on the day the killer how long it's been since they've killed don't know I, I also still don't get how Charles is a serial killer as far as we know he killed max two people two preppies well he must have killed more than that and we just don't know i just don't think two makes a serial killer but no it's you need three to be yeah. a serial killer in two the official a, definition two is just a coincidence or just, two is or whatever a murder he's a murderer for sure yeah but like veronica's killed more people like she's gonna say um and uh i feel like this is super obvious that this is a trap for the tbk which uh according to the tbk later yeah he also thinks it's super obvious this is a trap so i don't know why they felt like this would work but whatever um I do love the event schedule. This was funny to me. Like the, the um, Dr. Curdle yeah. simulated autopsy, Agent Drake's symposium on hybristophilia, which yes, I did look up, but wow. so I do have that on my search history. Um, there will be panels on the Black Hood and the Starkweathers, who, if you don't remember who that is, that is the family that killed Polly and uh, all the other people on the Lonely Highway. So many people. So many people. Um, I felt like that would be pretty darn traumatizing to have those two panels for Betty and Alice. Um, yeah, but Betty doesn't care about being traumatized. She's trying to catch a killer. I guess. I, I'm, I feel like Alice would be like, hey, can we not talk about my daughter's death who just died? But whatever. Um, there's a G&G &G tournament. And that there feels will be messy. Yeah, there's a one-on-one -on -one sit down with the girl in the well, as Betty's called. This is where I feel like the continuity breaks a little bit because they say that she's the TBK's most famous victim, but it felt like at the beginning of season five, like none of her friends knew that she had been kidnapped by the TBK, like that she had been keeping that hush-hush. Yeah, so. I feel like that an FBI agent getting held by a killer for several days or weeks is not something they would want out there. Yeah, but I guess it's like tbk fans would know about it but maybe not i don't would know they, everyone else. i think they probably wouldn't know unless tbk like sent a letter to the press <laughs> maybe he did we don't know i don't maybe. know I, I don't know how any of this like there's a lot that i don't understand about this um i also love when charles is like ah sweeney todd when veronica says that kevin's gonna sing songs from a, a famous killer musical and i'm like yeah um definitely sweeney todd is a, a better musical that holds up more like long lasting than the American Psycho musical did considering how long it took me to Google the lyrics on one of the songs and for it to even come up. Well, yeah, Sweeney Todd people know it exists. Yeah. So I would have 
probably enjoyed that more, but I don't know how the songs would have fit into the episode as much. But they wouldn't fine. have. Yeah, they wouldn't have. Okay. Um, convention happens, and I really feel like a couple times there were things they should have banned. Should have banned masks if your whole goal is to catch TBK. But I guess, like, I don't understand why the TBK shows up with a mask on. We already know what he looks like. I don't know. But yeah, this just seems like a really bad idea. And um, also, they really should have sh- banned weapons because this one dude keeps bringing weapons in for Betty to sign, but still not a good idea. Yeah, no, you can't bring in a weapon, first of all. And also, wanting a signed weapon is weird. What, this weirdo behavior. The the knife from Betty's dad, the Black Hood, should be in a police evidence locker or destroyed. Yeah, I don't know how he got it. He said that he got the knife and later the gun from Eastleigh, which at least, hey, at least we got a close but no cigar out of this. Like, I feel good about that one. Which I guess would mean that, like, a corrupt police officer was selling evidence. I would have to believe that. I don't know what else. Because I don't feel like Betty or Alice is doing that. No, and they wouldn't. Because once a criminal proceeding is over, once a case is concluded, the material either gets destroyed or retained. Okay. So yeah, they wouldn't even have it to begin with. Yeah, they wouldn't have it. Only the police should have it. I also don't remember the TBK, or not TBK, I don't remember the Black Hood using a knife, but maybe he did. Nor do I. Um, The guy who's trying to get Betty to sign stuff, uh little bit serial killer in training himself by the looks of it and he's like you're my hero because not because like hey you survived or you defeated whoever but like because she's practically a serial killer according to him so yeah well and like that is part of what's wrong with like the true crime in general is a lot of people idolize the murderers instead of like actually thinking about what they're doing so yeah like he's not well i guess my stance is it can be interesting to hear about and learn about Mm -hmm. crime and criminals and serial kill er, yeah and serial killers um at the point where you're glorifying them uh you are you need to analyze what, what exactly like at the point about. where someone's like oh who's your favorite serial killer that's weird yeah and that's strange i i don't know like that and i, I feel think like- it's i think it's easy too to like get into that like realm of things um and then as you develop in your true crime fandom you develop a bit more of a sense of nuance and like the humanity of the situation and you move past that but it's weird when people don't move past like that. for example i feel like if if you're into learning about serial killers, I would hope that you would not, for example, go to the sites of mass murders and, like, take pictures. You know, like, yeah. I, I would hope that you would have sort of the understanding of, like, that, and, and probably exactly. every, most people do, but, you know, it's not like these, these are not, you know, like, movie sites to go look at, like, um, having spent <laughs> four years of my life at a university where a, a mass shooting took place, um, I it took me like a good year of being there to even like want to read all of the reports of what happened and figure it out because I, I, I sort of it was like part of me felt like I just don't want to know about this in detail, and then the other part was like I feel like I should know about it since I'm here. And it definitely changes your color on, like, everything that's happening around you when you're there. Um, so, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't really get the, like, when, when well, deaths are involved, it just seems so callous. But Yeah, well, and, like, I'm, I'm coming at this from a perspective of someone who is super interested in true crime. I am taking a break from murder-related content um, at this time. But I understand the impulse of being interested in the stuff. Yeah. I understand the journey that you kind of go through in the true crime but being interested in crime and being interested in like the psychology of what makes people do things that you know normal people don't do is very different from being like wow my idol yeah it's yeah. it's it, 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 there's a big gulf there and uh, this guy is firmly on the other side like he's the kind of guy to be like oh man love ted bundy so much <sighs> so needs to not be a thing um and i mean i've been to i've been to a lot of crime museums and i at one of my favorite movies and like pieces of content is catch me if you can about a real criminal now not a murderer not a harmful in that sense criminal although plenty of people would argue that the uh money laundering or what well, i don't know if it's called money laundering i whatever, would say working as a stuff. doctor when you're not a doctor is um pretty bad yeah pretty bad pretty bad um i do not believe resulted in any 
deaths, but you know, pretty bad. But I was fascinated in the topic and did a lot of research into the real person. So, you know, I've been there. You know, we all... We have to move on. Okay, sorry. Anyway. I I think we're going in circles. We are. We are going in circles. (laughs) I'm Um, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So this episode has a couple things. Betty and Archie... Or at least Betty kind of analyzing her relationship with Archie, which is thrown into light based on a conversation with Agent Drake, um, which kind of also starts after. So Agent Drake is giving her talk about being into crime people. And Archie's like, to each their own, but isn't that kind of weird? It's like, okay, you know what? Can we, let's not kink shame though. Like, I don't know. I mean, Archie or only maybe. knows how to kink shame. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, He's I not do- kink shaming. He's kink asking why. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, he was like, <laughs> do your thing. I do, but I do feel like it. Like, does he know Betty at all? No. Because I, I feel, I feel like Jughead would have been not said something like that. Because, well, I guess he got to experience Dark Betty, so you know. Yeah, but I'm sorry. We're supposed to believe that in like 13 years they never had a conversation about it, and he just doesn't know. That doesn't make sense. I I don't know how he doesn't know. Like to me, this makes no no sense. Like even you would think that when Veronica and Archie were dating, he she would be like, "Yo, me and Betty kidnapped this football player, and Betty got weird." Um, Yeah, I feel like she probably did talk about that. I feel like if we went back, which we're not going to do, I feel like. It's probably mentioned. Um, But anyway, so because of that, Archie like pieces out of the convention for a little while. And at the end of the day, Agent Drake is going to do what we all thought she was going to do all along because of all the hints, which was open up to Betty and was like, hey, uh, you know, I find you attractive. And uh, are you and Archie? Is that like an exclusive thing? What do you think about this whole interaction? I think that the whole situation feels very odd. But I mean, Agent Drake, I feel like approached it as respectfully as you can. Like she's put she put out feelers to be like, oh, where you live with a girlfriend, boyfriend, roommate. She is like, listen, are you exclusive? Like she's not like, oh, cheat on Archie with me. So, you know, doing the best that she could do, I guess. Yeah, I feel like so the parts I was on board for were being upfront, being honest, saying you're interested, asking, asking about her current relationship. The parts where I feel like it's like you're into a little bit of maybe this isn't your space territory is the like questioning Betty about Archie, like trying to kind of, you know, like, oh, it just seems interesting because you and Archie don't have a whole lot in common. It's like, yeah, don't don't like try to like yeah, plant that's seeds. A bit, that's a bit over the line. And then Drake says that she's been picking up vibes from Betty, to which I believe I did not see any of over the last couple episodes, but you know, whatever. But apparently it's real because now Betty seems intrigued. Yeah, Betty definitely seems intrigued, um, which is also like cool, whatever. But I I don't know. I don't really know what we were supposed to be getting from Betty because Betty was like, oh, I haven't been getting vibes, but then like was winking basically. Um, And then she has a dream about Agent Drake. And um, then Betty talks to Veronica about this, talks about her doubts in Archie and says she doesn't need to censor herself with Agent Drake when Veronica is like, yeah, but you're not attracted to Agent Drake, are you? And Betty's like, no. Like, well, maybe. Maybe. It's like, yeah, you can just be like, yeah, I'm attracted, but I'm in a relationship or I don't know. I guess. Yeah, people in relationships actually meet attractive people every day. No. And aren't worried about it. You're saying that your ability to find people attractive doesn't just magically disappear when you enter a relationship? What? Uh, oh, right. Actually, um, when I'm in a relationship, I wear literal blinders and I cannot look at anyone in the face. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Because otherwise it would be disrespectful. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're actually just not allowed to leave the house. You can in a look at the menu. <laughs> you just can't order. Exactly. Um, but I, I feel like I was sort of on the side of Veronica on this where she, she's like, hey, you know what? Maybe just like have a conversation with Archie about this because from my experience, uh, putting off these kind of conversations never went well anyway. And so maybe you should just tell him about your your fears. And I, I feel like that was decent advice. Not a, big fan advice. Of, not a big fan of Veronica then confronting Agent Drake and being like, stay away from Betty. She's busy. You need to keep professional. Um, I mean, 
She probably shouldn't insert herself in Betty's personal or professional affairs, but I think it came from a uh, a place of trying to help. Right. Yeah, I think it was it was her being a good friend. Um, I don't. I mean, she also tells Betty like stay away from Agent Drank or like just don't don't go there with her. And I think probably that was more implied with like it'll be complicated with everything else going on and stuff. And also just like don't I don't know don't cheat on Archie. I guess was what she was saying. Um, I don't know. Whatever. I don't, I don't um, know. Then Betty has her girl in the well interview with her mom on stage. Interested that Alice was on board with this, but I guess Betty did her a solid by helping Charles. She healed Charles. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Although, wait, did she? I guess Veronica really healed Charles. Yeah, but, but Veronica wouldn't have come to try it if Betty hadn't gotten her. Side note, why does it matter that any of these people have superpowers when Heather's here with just like apparently all the magic? Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, I'll just, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Betty tells about dismembering the body and escaping the well. There's questions from the audience. Alice doesn't really seem super interested in this conversation. There's a lot of like the Alice acting that I've been confused about in the last couple episodes, but I assume it's just because she's like still partially mind controlled or I, don't I know. assume it's because she's like, why am I still being held hostage by this show? How did FP get out of here? Why do I still have to do this? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else Machen would be up to, but you know. Hey, she's a director now. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Good for her. Um, They take a call from the TBK who is like, why are you wearing a mask, Betty? And she's like, I'm not. And he's like, yeah, you are. You're basically like me and we're going to kiss in the dark. And they keep showing clips of Agent Drake. So I just, I still feel like Agent Drake is somehow associated with TBK. I think you're certifiable. Really? You think Agent Drake's just like chill and on board I th- and on I their mean, side? I don't know if she's chill, but I don't think she's related to TBK. I, I don't mean related like like genetically. I mean related like uh, has something to like. I don't think. You I, know, I don't think, I don't think she has any. About. I don't think she has anything to do with TBK. I think okay. after this episode, we're not gonna hear anything else about TBK ever again. Okay. Well, you've seen the next one, and I haven't. So yeah, but like that doesn't have any bearing on what's gonna happen in future episodes. <laughs> I guess. Um. Let's see. There's a dance party. We get another song by Kevin. Betty sees someone in a TBK mask and then another person in a TBK mask who starts to strangle Kevin and Kevin's like, yo, this is part of my act and then gets really mad at her. And it's like, why didn't you tell Betty about this before? You knew this whole convention was just to catch yeah. the killer. I mean, I'll Don't admit, the killer. I did enjoy Kevin's performance where he stab, stab, stabbing all the people. I liked that part. I did that watch it on cool. two times speed, but it was just, let me tell you, the songs are great real fast. Um, and then uh, Betty talks with Archie. She's like, I'm going to sing a song, use myself as bait. He's like, that's dangerous. And I'm like, this whole thing was dangerous. How is this since, any different? Since when has Archie cared about something being dangerous? I don't know. I don't know. And um, like, she'll be able to see if there's a threat. It's fine. I felt like it was a little bit out of character for Archie to be like, okay, I'll just let you go do it, even though I'm the invulnerable one. It I did. I agree. It did. But it did. Like, the wise. Archie we know would do anything to protect his girlfriend. Right. But that's a different Archie, I guess. And so um, Betty's like, also, I'm not sure if I really want the wedding and the picket fence and the kids and all that. And Archie's like, we'll talk about it later. And and that's what we get. So and then, I, I feel like yeah. that's a very weird way for her to broach her doubts. Yeah, because I'm not really sure that was like, the doubt. They right? don't they don't have any time to talk about it. And she's just like, by the way, I might never want to get married. Ha 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 ha. We'll talk later. Yeah. It's odd. I think that if you want to have a big conversation with someone, you should just have it. I don't think that you should like hint at it and put it in the back of their mind all day where they can just stress about it. That's just me. I think either you have to just be like, hey, can we have a conversation right now and talk about it? Or be like, I want to have a conversation about these six things and we're going to do it at a set time so we can both think about it ahead of time. Right. Like, I think it's fine to think about it if you know specifically what you're going to talk yeah, about. You, don't you just have like, to drop let, a bomb and walk away. You have to let them know specifically what you want to talk about if you're not going to just do it right in that moment yes at least at least to me because you know what i don't need a panic attack in the middle of work exactly yeah yeah Uh, so you know just be respectful of people's time including their mind time um 
Betty talks to Veronica again and she's like, I'm just worried we're different. And Veronica's like, I've killed more people than you. And she lists off all the people she's killed, but forgets the guy that she dumps the bucket of fire on. But whatever. Maybe that didn't actually happen. No, I'm pretty sure it happened. Um, Maybe it was a dream. Yeah. And Betty's like, well, I don't know. It's just me and Archie. It might not work. And Veronica's like, why don't you like, you know, have a conversation with him and let him be part of that decision. (laughs) Again, Veronica, uh, spoilers, Veronica is my most normal person of the week. Yeah. You know what? I I could co-sign that. I mean, she doesn't do any anything any more weird than anyone else and mostly she just kind of gives good advice and hangs out yeah, so true yeah i'm cool i'm cool with it um she doesn't even sing any songs or insist that she gets to sing any songs oh my god yeah which like what a surprise considering veronica's now become just like a full performer uh yeah i mean i feel like if i went to a casino and the headlining act was like the person who owns the casino that'd be a little weird but. i mean if they're talented i guess but like i don't know i just would be like why are you in a tearaway jumpsuit why is this happening to me? Yeah. Um. Then uh, the guy comes in this time with a gun. They confiscate it, which I thought was going to mean more. I thought it was like going to be a plant by the by. Uh, what's her name? I, by Drake, just to like get Betty a gun. I'm still not ruling this out. I think I think the TBK could be like a pl- thing. It's like where it's like Drake's the real bad the whole time. You I know what? It's fine. I know you don't believe it. You want this show to be the best that it can be, but the show doesn't want to be the best that it can be. We're being held hostage. Yes, we are. Um, I mean, self-imposed, but it is what it is. So then I kind of like how they do this, where they have the aftermath of Betty's performance song entrapment, and they're like, oh, it didn't work. TBK didn't show. And then that's when Drake asks if she was singing about Archie or the TBK, and then we flash back to the song. Kind of, I kind of liked mm. that. Um, it was nice. I thought Betty sounded pretty good. It was a little warbly, but I think that was intentional. She's fine. I don't remember the song. What'd she sing? I don't know. It was like a song from American Psycho. <laughs> She's just sitting on the stage, but I just thought she sounded pretty good. They stopped trying to like forcibly uh, auto-tune all these people, so it, it sounded a little better. Um, oh, and then good. they also had some flashbacks to different Betty and Archie scenes over the past seasons, and uh, then Betty goes home. She sees the TBK in, at her house across the street, runs over there, FBI agent, dead, completely useless. Yeah. Uh, Alice and Charles are tied up at the table. She takes their masks off and Alice is like, TBK is in the garage. And then she's like, no, Betty, don't go. I actually really liked that. That was finally some real Alice where it's like, hey, don't run to the serial killer. Yeah, maybe don't do that. But also, I mean, what's the backup plan? Like, I feel like the TBK would just leave if she called like backup or something. I mean, well, then you do another trap to catch him. Also, would love to know where the TBK's presumed weapon is. Like when Betty goes into the garage, he seems completely defenseless but he's he's like he's very confident he's like we're gonna we're gonna have dinner and have a kiss and then yeah you're kill your mom and brother with me weird like i don't know and then um but i guess she did d- like dismember a body for him before so maybe maybe he thinks he has a sway uh, yeah he clearly thinks he has a sway um but apparently based on what we saw she killed him so i guess tbk's dead kind of annoyed that they didn't at least show her pulling the mask off him as well um, and, and then she goes back and frees her mom and Charles. I mean, I think they don't know who TBK is. So what was the deal with the guy there was n- who was palladiuming Archie and he was then TBK? That probably was just TBK. But so, okay, so they don't know who he is, but they know what he looks like. But well, yeah, but what, they're going to get the same actor no, again? No, Come on. That's, that's a yeah. lot of work. I figured it out in my head after I start talking about it. Um, and then Betty and Archie have a have a nice little chat where she's like, I'm afraid that whatever was inside my dad that made him hurt people might be in me too. And one day I might not be able to resist it. And Archie, you'll be a victim of that darkness or be fearful of it. And Archie's like, nah, it's cool. He's like, I'm invulnerable. You can't kill me. <laughs> yeah, he probably should have mentioned that part. Um, who knows how long the invulnerability is going to last. And I she's mean, like, I only wish Betty would kill Archie. <sighs> It'd be really cool if the show just goes back to Rivervale for the rest of it. I Season love seven, that. Back to back to the Vale. Um, and then we have a flashback of young Archie and young Betty saving a bird. And he's like, look, you're good too. Just because you killed a cat doesn't mean you didn't save a bird. Am I right? I guess that's an equal thing. It, it, it evens out the scales. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
honestly, I didn't hate the episode. Like, annoyed with the direction of what's happening, but like, I thought the convention had a cool look to it. The songs weren't that annoying, and there was minimal Archie. It was fine. It was completely unmemorable. It was an episode of Riverdale, and it happened, and I watched it. Tell me something positive. Doesn't have to be about this episode of Riverdale, just in general. Something um positive? Yeah, something that lights you up. Um, oh, I read a really good book. It was Ooh. called Book Lovers by Emily Henry, and it was really funny and sweet and great, and I was am actually sad that I'm done reading it, but it was really good. I've seen, I don't know if it was that one, but I saw some of the other books that you had tweeted about or liking. <sighs> I've been posting books. You should really have a book lovers. I don't know something. I Instagram started, podcast. I started wait, you a do book Instagram. Ha- I was gonna say. Wait a second. This is this is the thing that happened. I didn't dream this. Sometimes I did, in fact, start a bookstagram. I sometimes I like see these things late at night, and then it, the, when I think about it days later, I'm like, did that happen, or was that a dream? That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I was gonna say the bookstagram. Pretty sure that's a thing. You want to plug that, or is that like private? It, oh, um, I have started a bookstagram. It is called Kirsten Red What. <gasps> great name um branding you know it came to me and i was like well now i have to start the account um and it's where i rate books that i've read uh as i read them nice nice. i like cheesy books so if you want to be happy you could read the same books i read you know what i think we should do just what? to like cleanse the palate, although we don't have time for this, so we're probably not actually going to do it. But um, I feel like I, I just I love podcasting with you, um, but I feel like, you know, we've, we've hit a, a a down point in the yeah. <laughs> in the content. Well, I um, also think like it's the content and then it's happening at like the busiest possible time for both of us in our lives. Like, I know. I think, you know what, we're gritting our teeth and we're doing Riverdale and I think any thing other than that we can't look at it until the fall no 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 but what i was thinking was like sometime what i would love to do is sometime in the you know uh future that doesn't exist where we're both like a little more free i would love to do like a one-off something episode about something that like we're both like a lot more positive and interested in too i came on to to talk about twilight that's true I did so it. You could do did that. Did that ever again. get released? You know what? Don't ask questions that you don't <laughs> like. You said to me, "Don't ask questions that you don't know the answer to." <laughs> Everything gets released eventually. Um, we recorded I, that like a year ago. Shh, it was longer than a year ago. Um, it, wait, it, what? I actually don't know if that's true. That might I not be true. I don't know if that's that might not be true. true. So here's <laughs> here's something that I feel like I didn't mention at the beginning of the podcast, even though spoilers, it's my entire identity right now. Um, I bought a house and I moved. I think we've mentioned the body, buying the house, the buying the house, the buying the house, but we didn't mention the fact that I actually moved. Um, and it's been uh, a whirlwind, let's just say, of electricians and plumbers and HVAC specialists and literally everything that can go wrong going wrong and then some stuff going right. But, you know, um, and and so then and, you know, of course, you have to do things like, hey, I'd love to unpack and, and like record a fun podcast. But whoops, my lawn is going to get me kicked out of the neighborhood. So let me mow that. I don't have an HOA. That was just me exaggerating. It's because it's you. I don't know what it is, but all I know is that. I am moving in two weeks and I will probably be fully unpacked before you are. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's a hundred percent true. Hundred <laughs> P. Um, so anyway, but I think it's gonna be really great. And um over the next several weeks, I have so many plans for this empty office that I am sitting in, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I have plans to turn my Kowski cast like tapestry thing into a curtain, because then you'll see it over the window and it'll block out the light Ooh. when the light's bad. I think it's a great idea. It's gonna be awesome. Um, and if you wanna see that, follow me on the Robinson Podcast Big Brother updates on YouTube. <laughs> because that's the only place you'll see my office. <laughs> you, God forbid, you post a picture of it on any of your social media channels. I haven't even no, done the, like, hey, some, I bought a house post yet. I Well, I know, and you haven't posted about it, so then I was like, well, am I allowed to post a congratulations No, post? no, I was, go- I was gonna tell you, just wait till I post the picture first, then you can do that. It'll I've just soon. been waiting. I was like, do people know? Do people no, 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 know nobody, she bought a home? Nobody knows, unless you're listening to this. It's because um, I want to, like, take the cute picture in front of the house, you know, with like the, the yeah, thing. Yeah, but your sister do that like 
the day, you know, I when my boyfriend that. took his cute picture in front of the front door, I took it on moving day. Here's the problem. I haven't had anyone available and I thought I would be really stupid going out there doing it with a tripod, but maybe I should just, just, <laughs> just do it with do, a tripod. But also it. no one right. has been able to come take a picture for you? Um, I haven't asked anyone. Also, okay, I think the, re- the real problem is I really wanted to repaint my door first, but that is so low priority that it's not going to happen. So my you door should is have got one of the electricians likely. or plumbers to do it. Yeah, I should have just done that. Um, oh, man. <laughs> That would have been good. The electrician was also kind of cute. It's fine. We don't. Ooh. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Ooh. Electricians Ooh. get paid well, Mary. That could that could really be something. Yeah, and uh, I need I need something like that in my life because I had to buy ca- buy a couch. Um. Anyway, mm, we kind of started doing the end of the podcast, but skipped some stuff. But it's fine. We already talked about American Psycho. Yeah. No close window scars. East Eastleigh and Slaughter gone. Yep. So we got them. Those are good. Um. Most normal. Are are we? I mean, do you have any any other suggestions besides Veronica? But I think it's kind of kind of Veronica. It's Veronica. Wait, did Reggie die? <laughs> he wasn't in this episode um, at all either. No. I don't Reggie, remember what happened to him. Reggie is at the car dealership. I like and so the last don't time we saw him, Jughead ripped the page out of his memory. That's right. That's right. That's right. He um yeah yeah he did the whole he helped with the whole making Jughead hear a lot of voices in his head. Um cool 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 cool. All right, Veronica Lodge, great. Uh well that was that was the last thing actually of the wrap up. We got so close to wrapping up before we did all the other stuff, but that's fine. Um yeah and and you know what guys, be happy this happened. I feel like we had some. I got two laughs out of Kirsten, so I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> Stop um, it. Uh, anyway, like I, I need social interaction. Um, well, yeah, apparently all you get is from contractors. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think it counts when I'm paying them. Um, anyway, catch us. You know what? Here's here's this new thing I'm going to do. I'm going to release this like right away. So this will be relevant. Catch us tomorrow at the Kirsten Said Watch Twitch subathon oh, over are you, on Twitch. Is this getting released today? Yeah, I said I'm going to release it. I'm going to release it before, before tomorrow night. So if it's not oh, tomorrow yeah. night, Thursday the 30th it's of Thursday, June. Thursday, June 30th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. It's a subathon, baby. Yeah, it's going to be great. Bring your pocketbooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring your pocketbooks. Oh my gosh. Um, so That's good. That's what I'm going to say when I post the link that I'm going live. <laughs> In the do. words of At Frail Mary, bring your pocketbooks. <laughs> Please do. I love that. Um, yeah, do that. And then if you show up to Kirsten Subathon from here, like leave a note saying like we came from Kowski Cast. Say I, I brought my that. pocketbook. <laughs> my pocketbook. How quickly can you make a pocketbook emote? <laughs> Not at all, because I have no technical skills or abilities. <laughs> I know. I've been outsourcing most of those too. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna do some goose goose duck, right? Some hide and seek. Yes, some goose goose duck, some hide and seek. Awesome. Some joy. It's going to be great. Yeah. And if you're just like, shoot, can't do it tomorrow, but I would love to see y'all goose goose duck some every Sunday, every, yeah, every Sunday much. on um, on Twitch. Twitch.tv so, slash Puya and sometimes on mine too. And and sometimes on Kirsten's. So that's been, that's been fun. We've been having some, some good times there. I'm really excited to play some hide and go seek though. Cause I haven't done I know. that for a while. It's going to be, we're, we're going to do hide and go seek and then we'll probably do like that dine and dash, like insane, yes. like hilarious mode. Love and then that. like, if we were to play any normal round, of goose goose duck it would be like with maximum ducks and maximum neutral rolls so it's just like just to be chaos. like complete chaos that's love that's that. the goal is complete chaos um yeah absolutely love that. um kirsten anything yes. else um obviously at kirsten said what everywhere and kirsten yes. read what at kirsten said what at kirsten read what um please listen to mess magnets over on the mess magnets uh, the mess magnets exclusive feed rob has website.com slash mess feed uh downloads on that feed mean more to us getting renewed than downloads on their hop-up speed. Um, um, and also our most recent episode places. wasn't released on their hop-up speed. It's only on the Mess Magnets feed because it's too messy for the main feed because Rob Sesternino joined us and we did Oops All Anonymous. Uh, oh, shoot. I didn't know. It okay, dropped today. That. But yeah, it's only on the Mess Magnets exclusive feed. So you have to subscribe there if you want to get the good stuff. And that's, that's also, not like a... It's still a free feed, right? It's a free feed. You oh. can just subscribe to it. Then everything um, has no excuse. And Rob has let us know that that's where we can talk gossip about like reality tv alumni and it'll just like stay on the mess magnets feed and not the rap <laughs> all right so if i just look up mess magnets will it come up yes it, it 
does. It comes up. Um, and <laughs> see, look how easy is it the is. First this thing is... I see, Kirsten yeah, you... McKinnis and Sasha Joseph. You should. You'll enjoy the Upsala Anonymous. It's a really fun episode. I'm downloading it literally as we speak. Um, so something to get you through packing. Um, but yeah, that and also Bojack Horsepod is still happening, and I'm still really proud of it. Yay. Yes, and um, just one more thing about Anonymous. Um, I have been, I've been contemplating sending some stuff in, but then I was like, is this Anonymous or is this just Mary's embarrassing moments? And also, almost all of them, just based on the context, would be really obvious to know it was me. <laughs> well, so. you could change, you could change some facts around. Oh, also, uh, if people like me making content, um, this weekend I will be on the next Renap for the Hot Takeoff 2022. So get it. That's also fun. Love those. Love that. Um, the cool. takes this year are better than the past years. I will say that. Yes. Um, also, aforementioned, both of us will be Big Brother 24-ing yeah. it up Hell over yeah. on Daddy Network, Rob's podcast. Yes. Check that out. Daddy you know, I really, Daddy I Network. really love the Daddy Network, and I can't stop thinking about it exclusively in those terms. No, it's it's a problem. Yeah. Um, also, uh, for me, if you want to catch out some of the other stuff I'm doing, right now I am fully immersed in coverage of Umbrella Academy Season 3 over on Post Show Recaps, so you can check that out with myself and Marissa Garza and um, we are we did recaps of season one recap of season two and full binge recap of season three and now now going episode by episode through so no matter how you watch it you'll be able to follow along and I've heard from a couple sources that they are very much enjoying our content so <laughs> check that out I haven't, I haven't watched Umbrella Academy so I, I can't enjoy it but I'm sure that that's the truth you know I don't I, I always have a really hard time figuring out who would be into Umbrella Academy and who wouldn't, but um, I liked it, I think. I don't know. Season Yay! 3 is wild. Listen to the podcast if you want to find out. I, I actually mention a lot of Riverdale sort of tie-ins on that because I feel like they're doing a lot of the same like off-the-walls things as Riverdale. It's also another thing based off a comic book, but it like works better when it's already in a world where it's like, hey, we're just going to go for it, you know? It's like they did Rivervale the whole time, basically. Ugh, the dream. Yeah, basically. Anyway, um, all right. Well, this was a little unorthodox, but I feel like this episode worked. So it's all right, fine. Everyone. Just release it. No edits. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm doing. Uh, we're completely living the no edit lifestyle. Yay. Thanks for joining us and check back next week for episode 18. Until next time. Bye.